Hey, hello everyone out there. Welcome to the PlayStation Report. I believe this is episode 229. 229 seems like the correct number for this one. Uh, I'm Frank, and joining me is Tyler. How are you doing today, buddy? I am okay. A little tired. Been having to do uh, a lot of outside work in the yard this weekend, and... You know, it's it just sounds it's like too a hot. terrible time. It's a terrible time to be outside. Oh, it is, dude. I I uh, got up early yesterday and did a bunch of stuff and had to do, you know, I had to mow the lawn and do all sorts of things outside. And I wanted to do it all in the morning when it's a little cooler, but that doesn't matter. Like, it's still ridiculously hot in the morning. So by the time I was done by like 1 o'clock and I just felt fucking dead yesterday after that. So, but yeah, otherwise, I don't know, things are going, how about you? Ah, well, Tyler, sometimes things are out of your control, and you have to come in and work overtime, and it's not even your fault. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to me. I had to come in and work Saturday. Ah. Because, you know, normally I don't get angry about this kind of thing, but, you know, in this particular situation... I think I'm rightfully pissed uh, because uh, the the hmm, I work in a factory, mm-hmm. and the third and the operator of my machine on third shift did less than half than either of a uh, first or second shift. Oh my god! This entire week, ugh. And that resulted in just me, just my shift, uh, me and the guy I work with coming in on Saturday to make up for it. Uh, because it just happened to be our turn. That's absurd, and um, that dude shouldn't have a job. It might be. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, we both got hired at the same time, and I'm pretty much keeping up with the guy who's been there for I don't know how long, like ten, fifteen years, mm-hmm. and I'm keeping up with him. But the other guy can't even do half of what we do. Oh god, it's I, it's ridiculous. Did anything like go wrong and that's why he couldn't do it or you know, nope. do his full thing? Wow. No breakdown, no, like nothing broke down or anything. It's just okay. He's just shit at his job, you know, and it sucks when it falls on other people to fucking make up for it, but Yeah. Yeah, I what f- you going to do? You there. That's happened to me before. Hmm. Enough about that. Uh <laughs> No F1 this weekend. Yeah, and it really, it it super sucks that F1 and IndyCar took the same weekend off. I know, I know. I feel like Uh, there's a a racing void, and it makes me a little sad. You know what I did watch, though? What'd you watch? I watched that Gander Mountain Truck Series, NASCAR. (laughs) There were a lot of crashes in Kansas this week. Yeah, I, I don't watch the trucks too much, but they are pretty fucking crazy. Most of the time in the trucks, like, they're always wrecking each other. Yeah, it's, it seems like <laughs> they weren't meant to go at that speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... They they, uh, this, they can be fun to watch sometimes, but... Mm. Yeah, that... And I watched some MotoGP this morning as well. Mm, nice. The, the, the motorbikes. Nice. Uh, yeah. You watching it, any baseball? No... 
I mean, sometimes I put a baseball game on in the background, but I can't. I can't honestly say I'm ever watching baseball. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but just because of uh, you know the circumstances and it returning, I I was just curious and I threw on uh, a game yesterday. I think it was the Nationals and the Yankees. I think on Fox, and yeah, man, they have CG fans in the crowd. Which it just looks fucking weird as hell, and mm. they they had all the baseball noises playing, all the crowd noises going. I was like, I don't know, man. That's weird. George, George Lucas presents baseball. Pretty much, it, it's it was really really bizarre. I mean, it's cool that they're back. Uh, at least the major sports back. But I'm like, holy shit, it's crazy. I would rather, yeah. I, I, we talked a little bit about it last week because they said that they were using MLP the show for some of their crowd noises and everything. So I was curious about that, but I don't know. In the end, I think I would rather just have a silent baseball park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hear, the, hear that ball hitting the mitt? Yeah. Hit, hear the crack of the bat? It's just weird because what you're seeing on the broadcast is, is you know, Fox trying to make it seem like everything's normal when it's anything but normal. And I I just imagine it's probably pretty strange at the actual ballpark because there are no fans in the stands, and it is very silent probably for the most part. It's just, I don't know. It's weird, weird stuff. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, sports are... They're going to keep trying to do it because there's so much damn money involved. Uh, right. So, yeah, I guess we just have to live with that. Yeah, I, I mean, it sounds like the... I mean, we'll see, but... Because I feel like they still got a lot of things to think about. But it sounds like the NFL is going to try to make it happen. At least the players want to play. And, you know, they're doing a lot of testing and stuff. So, we'll see on that one. And I don't know. Uh, just football is just I, – I just don't know how you do it right now. I mean, even like – God, have you heard of the stuff about this NBA bubble in yeah. Florida? Yep. Like, that whole shit show is happening. Yeah. <laughs> and, if, like – and NBA teams, like, just by, na- by like, the nature of how many players are on a team are much smaller, and they can't even get them to follow the rules and – stay quarantined or sectioned off right that whole thing with the nba like in theory it can work you know you get all the players coaches there you know there's there's no positive test so everything's fine and can move forward but yeah everybody's got to follow the rules and if we've seen anything especially in the united states of america throughout this entire thing nobody wants to follow fucking rules uh and so who knows on that uh, and and I think I mean yeah they they get paid a lot and everything but still I feel like that's got to be pretty hard on on them mentally to be away from their homes and their families for like especially if you go to the finals like three months almost it's got to be wild yeah it's just mentally like you you just to to be able to bring it every night when. Things just are strange. I don't know. It'll be. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that goes. It's almost like it shouldn't be happening. <laughs> but money. 
Oh, well. All right. Well, speaking of money, I've been spending my money on video games, Tyler. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I haven't spent any money on video games recently, but I did invest in a new TV that oh. arrived on Friday. And how's it? How's it look? Oh my god! It is, it is uh, exactly what I wanted. And All right, so tell, tell tell us what you got. I got What'd a got? Samsung Q90T. Um, okay, fifty five inch is. I mean, that's the max that I could get on our TV stand that we got. And to be honest with you, with the size of the living room and everything, it's it's perfect. Um, it definitely is a big increase. Uh, oh, so so I'll be able to finally see what's happening when yes. we're playing Smash. Yes, you you will, <laughs> and you'll you'll be able to read text from the couch without having to get up. Um, and yeah, I mean these are obviously very first world problems, but um, it is just a very nice upgrade. So um, the Q90T, it's a QLED, uh, and, and it has some I forget what they call it, like a quantum processor in it some crazy stuff and that's kind of what just makes everything kind of go in the tv but the thing so the tv's 55 inch and it's got good weight to it but to be honest with you the base that you have to sit the tv on or at least it comes with with it is heavier than the tv and Mm. that thing was so fucking heavy to put together i was like holy shit this is insane but um it it makes sense when when you put it all together why it's so heavy, but it, it it works. It's awesome. It's got a lot of like the first thing when you turn it on, it's like, hey, download this app on your phone, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, I'm not going to control the TV with my phone. That's ridiculous. There's a remote right in front of me. Um, so there was a lot of stuff like that, and, and the TV was like constantly talking to me, and I was like, and but it was moving too fast, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. What do you want me to do with this? Some of this setup, but it also has this ambient mode, which is so bizarre. It literally, like, the whole purpose of it is if you're having a party, I don't know, something, you could put the TV in ambient mode. And basically, it would just almost look like a a painting on the wall, things like mm. that. And it plays with like different lighting and all that stuff. And I'm like, this is bizarre, but but yeah, it's a very nice upgrade, and I feel very, very, very content with it. I am. This is my TV until this thing fucking croaks. Mm. So. I have one question. Yeah. Has this whole process of getting a brand new TV made you feel feel old yet? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it has. It, I think what what makes me feel a little older because I, I've the TVs I've had previously I have bought on my own and but they weren't like overly expensive and I got them uh, around uh, holiday time when they were on sale and all that stuff but. Like, this TV was a pretty big investment. Mm. And, you know, I just kind of, I'm like, I, I just want to get this done uh, right now while I can. And um, I just want to invest into something 
good, more top of the line that'll just last me a long time. So I feel like just making such a big purchase like that makes me feel older <laughs> mm-hmm. with it. Um, and and the whole how about how about like the whole uh, you have to download a fucking app for everything? Yeah, <laughs> that that I'm like, dude, I'm only you know I'm in, I'm only 26, and I'm like, I don't even want to do this. Like this is fucking stupid and it's well this is another dumb thing they were like to pair your tv with your phone just go tap your phone on the side of the tv and i'm like what the fuck and so i actually go over and do it and nothing happens i'm like okay i I don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. here but weird but the one thing i'll say that pissed me off and i mean i imagine this happens with a lot of tvs you know, you take it out of the box, you finally get it on the stand, and now, the, you know, they cover some things in plastic. You rip mm-hmm. the plastic off, and then they had these, like, white strips on each side of the screen. So I guess yeah. that, that way, when you're grabbing it to pick it up, you're not getting your fingerprints all over the screen or cracking the screen or anything. I'm like, that makes sense. But it's stuck, like, directly to the screen. So you're peeling it off, and... It, like there's a couple spots you can't notice it when it's on at all where it there's like these like little bubbles almost and i can't tell if it's the screen or something that's over top of the screen um but i'm like why would you like i get it but i'm like i don't know man do something that's a little easier to peel off because i don't want to fuck up my tv screen that i just you know on this new tv i got it's weird but but yeah um so that came and so I've been playing some video games and, and what's nice is finally being able to play games that support HDR with HDR um, mm. on the PS4 Pro. So, uh, All right, cut to the chase here. <laughs> How does F1 2020 look, oh, man. It, look it, on it, it? It honestly looks very impressive. Like the first time I got on track... Uh, well, first I did, I did Austria, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this just pops and just looks absolutely stunning." And to be honest with you, you know, I'll talk a little more about what I've played with them. But uh, the game that pops the most, kind of no surprise, is Ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah, that game is unfucking believable when you can play it in HDR. Uh, it's just it, the colors and the and the shadows, everything is just. It was almost when I was playing it, just distracting. Like I just didn't even want to do the missions. I just wanted to ride around on my horse and see everything. It's just, it's pretty, pretty stunning. It's honestly gotten me pretty, pretty hyped for um, for the PlayStation Five. Oh yeah, that'll be uh, awesome. I- I'm also curious what Destiny 2 will look like on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious with that too because Destiny is a very pretty game. I'll have to, I'll have to boot that up. Um, mm. Check that one out. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I'm probably well. Once I get my own place here, hopefully by the end of the year, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still just waiting to see like how this whole fucking thing plays out. Just the general state of the world. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, once I once I settle in, I'm gonna I'm gonna look look for a TV. 
Yeah. It's going to be a very expensive holiday season for me if I get a TV and a game console. Right. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to do it now. I just didn't want to get a game console and a TV like at the same time. Mm-hmm. That would just, yeah. That's just a lot. Um, so I just kind of wanted to space it out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, Tyler, I mean, I we've already alluded to it. You've been racing. I've been racing, too. Yeah. In, in F, F1 2020. Uh, I've done... Ah, oh shit. I, I've done Barcelona, Monaco, and uh, Canada. Okay. Cool. And, oh, yeah. How's your I'm, how's your season going? Really good. I need to bump the difficulty up. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just re- doing really well in qualifying. For some reason, I can just mm. find extra time in qualifying that I just can't do during the race. But I've gotten pretty good at managing my tires during the race. So I I've generally been doing one stop races, which has netted me enough time to stay competitive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Have you won any races or anything? Yeah, I, I've I've been winning a few races here and there. Uh, just declared uh, Lewis Hamilton as my rival. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So that's going to be an interesting battle. Um, had an unfortunate incident with uh, Lewis Hamilton in Monaco, where uh, I kind of shut the door kind of hard on him. <laughs> ooh, ooh. And it's Monaco. He yeah. shouldn't have been trying to pass where he was trying to pass. Yeah, I mean, Monaco, you can't pass anything in Monaco, so. Yeah. <laughs> did you, where did you finish Monaco? Did you, did you win? I, I, I uh, finished third in Monaco. Okay, nice. Better than me. <laughs> yeah. I qualified fifth, but with tire strategy, I managed to jump two places in the pits. Nice. Yeah, that's a track that's all about strategy. It really is. How's your uh, development and everything coming along with your team? Uh, development's going all right. Um, it's uh, yeah, I. It's not going as fast as I'd hope, but uh, that's just going to require investment in like the departments, which is a whole other system. You have to invest yes. your money wisely. Yes. As well as your research points, and, and you... doing manage those activities between races. Yep. To try to get the most out of it. Yeah, I, I like the my team mode a lot. Yeah, me too. I I like a lot of those investment things. My so I had a lot of parts fail, but I. Then, it's cheap to try them again. Though. Yes, that, so, that's the good thing about it. Yeah, so that's what I ended up doing. Is I think I had four different parts fail, and so I had to reinvest into all of them, and now I have another uh, power upgrade coming. So. Uh, looking at that graph that the game gives you, I've I've spiked up pretty well. Um, I mean, I'm not towards a lot of teams up there, but but that's definitely makes a difference. And then you know, investing into all the departments and every departments and everything's pretty pretty crazy. And then you also have to balance contracts as well, like mm-hmm. the contracts with your sponsors, with your driver. I actually just kicked my original second driver out because he's a fucking idiot and so now i have a new one not that he's that much better but he is a little bit better um so that stuff's that stuff's cool i like it a lot Mm. yeah 
I yeah, I, I really enjoy this. F1. You know what? I don't. I'm curious what they're gonna do with this game, considering that the actual 2020 season looks so much fucking different. Yeah. Than what it than what's represented in the game. Yeah. Like just entirely different tracks and everything. I wonder if they they plan on doing anything with that. That would be awesome because especially with um, F1 this week announcing three more tracks and they're all tracks that they have not been to in years mm-hmm. um, which will be really exciting what's the one that they announced uh, uh, is it Emola? yeah Emola. where yeah. it's like literally looks like it's just in a town <laughs> yeah I'm like what this is fucking crazy that's some old school shit right there it really is I'm, I'm excited about some of these new tracks it's gonna be cool yeah. But yeah, I'm curious with that too. If they will add those tracks into the game, and then um, maybe there's like an alternate season you could do. Maybe of like here's the actual F1 season that happened, and here's what was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunate that I uh, and it makes sense, but that F1 will not be racing on North America at all this year. Yeah, I mean. If you fucking look at the whole situation, it's it's it wouldn't be smart at all to no, try that. It, it wouldn't. The uh, but I am a little sad about losing. I like Canada a lot, um, mm-hmm. and I like Mexico a lot. Uh, I think those are really two fun tracks to to watch, and so I am a little a little sad about that. But it makes a lot of sense. But. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious about that, too. I am up through... I just did Silverstone. Um, so, I after Monaco, I was down a pretty decent amount of points. And I'm like, fuck. I really have to, to put some good races together. And the way I'm going to do it is by qualifying well and strategy. Because, uh, you know... You're, de- you're developing team, so I'm not going to win on pure power. And um, I ended up winning four races in a row. And I have, I, I've, I bumped the difficulty up to after every couple of them because I'm like, okay, I, I need a little bit. Not that it wasn't hard. The only one that was like easy was um, Azerbaijan um, mm-hmm. because. I was so good through every section of that track except for the long straights. So I would just yeah. I was just pulling away from everybody. It was kind of crazy, but on that especially that long straight uh, where the start finish line is that in super long section, yeah. I would lose like over half a second uh to whoever was behind me just because I just don't have the power in the car yet. And but luckily I was able to Pull that one off. And then, what was, what's after that? I'm trying to remember. Um, wow. I'm totally by Canada. I won. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure Canada's after that. Yeah. So, Canada, I won purely on strategy. So, I was not the fastest car, and I qualified fifth or sixth. I, I don't remember. Worked my way up to third, and I was on softs, then mediums. And then uh, everyone else went on mediums. And on, on the medium tires, I pushed myself a little bit longer uh, than I probably should have. And I kept the lead, but I was, I was losing some time because 
Hamilton and Botas pitted. And I'm like, you know what? I went like nine laps in the opening segment on soft tires. I'm going to go 10 laps. I'm going to put softs on at the end. Mm-hmm. It, which was a different from my strategy, but I ended up doing that. Just came out with the lead. It was crazy. And then even on soft tires, I could not get away from Hamilton at all. Like he was within a second like of me almost the entire uh, track. But that kind of very tight like hairpin corner towards the end of uh, the lap. Yeah. I was really good through there. So I was able to put enough distance between me and him to where when he had DRS activated, he would kind of suck up to me, but he couldn't get there and pass me. But with like two laps to go, he fucking got me. And I was like, motherfucker, how am I going to do this? And then I just somehow just pulled off and like my best lap and got him there at that hairpin turn and then just won. It I it was one pretty much on strategy. It was kinda kinda crazy. It was it was a really fun race. And then I won I won it um France. That oh, was one purely on strategy as well. So once again I wasn't the fastest car and I was hanging out around I think I fell down to fourth and uh I pitted Everything was fine, worked out, ended up coming up the third, and but rain was coming. And it was a light rain, but, you know, didn't have to pit immediately. But then, you know, I get told, like, hey, the rain's getting worse. It's up to you when you come in. I'm like, fuck this. I'm coming in right now and put on intermediates. And Hamilton and Botas ended up having to kind of slow down because they were on uh, soft tires still, I think. And... So they had to slow down a lot. So I ended up having gaining so much time because I had so much more grip on my new tires and being on intermediate tires um, that I gained so much time just on one lap. And then those guys pitted and then I came out and I had like a three second lead and then just kind of kind of stayed about three to four seconds the rest of the race. So that was really cool. I like that. I love winning. Uh, you know, sometimes it's nice to win just because, you know, you're you're better at getting through the corners and all that stuff. But winning on strategy is always, always cool how that stuff can shake out. And yeah. um, I think I have I, – I did not – I won in Austria, but just barely. Uh, I, the, I was not the fastest car at all, and Botas just couldn't get around me, which was nice. Just kind of played a lot of defense. So it was like really intense for like the last 10 laps, just constantly playing defense and, you know, taking the inside when the inside is the preferred line on the corner coming up and having him try to make the outside work, but it wasn't fucking working. I'm like, ah, this is awesome. Um, But then Silverstone just, I'm not good at Silverstone in F1 for some reason. And that was not, not one of my best races. So I think I only have like a fucking... I don't know, three-point championship lead. It's crazy. Um, but I'm going to keep turning the difficulty up a little bit, too, throughout this season. It's it's more fun when you turn it up more. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. What a game. Yeah. I. It's. It might be one of one of the games of the year. Definitely. Definitely. It's 
such a great track on track experience but then on with that my team mode everything all the management you have to do is honestly really really fun mm -hmm. yeah all right well tyler i think hmm. do you have anything other than ghost of tsushima yeah i uh i finished the third dlc for borderlands 3 um so that was nice to just kind of get off my plate. It was honestly a lot shorter than the previous two DLCs, but I didn't mind that because I felt like it didn't um, overstay its welcome. So that was, it was fun. Uh, pre, you know, the previous DLC, I had that one boss fight that was just driving me freaking insane because it was so hard. Every boss fight in this DLC was like way too easy including the final boss. And I'm like, okay, this is strange. And I was still like on mayhem mode. But I also, in this game, I have found this assault rifle that is just like the be-all, end-all of weapons for me. And I, it's by far the best weapon I've found in the game. It kind of acts like a normal assault rifle, but it has a really good fire rate, really good power to it. But then eventually... Every couple rounds, these, like, skulls shoot out and just explode on the uh, on the enemies. And so you're just... I'm just, like, mowing through dudes. And then, especially as I start taking guys out and I activate my skills and all this stuff, my character just becomes way faster. So I feel like I'm playing fucking Doom, just running around everybody, just mowing these dudes down, like, not even aiming down sights or anything. It's, it's really wild. Um... So, that might have made it easy too, that weapon. But, yeah, finished that, so that was a lot of fun. Looking forward to the final one. Hopefully they can get it out before, you know, the, the flood of video games uh, this yeah, fall. But, yeah. but, but I don't know. Who knows when, it, when it'll come out. But that's the only other thing that I have played. All right. Uh, I mean, other than, of course, our continued playthrough Divinity, Original yeah. Sin oh, yeah. 2. Yes, and man, that that last session we did last week was tough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they have some very, very difficult fights. Uh, I feel like they ramped it up a lot in this new area. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and it, it just felt like no matter which direction we we went we were kind of fucked but we ended up you know pulling pulling it out and especially mm -hmm. that one one battle where you had to like get into the city that was really hard but incredibly yeah. exciting when we finished it it was just like yes and it was so kind of down to the wire a little bit too uh man that was fun i can't wait until we level up a couple times, hopefully, get new gear from these traders that have like amazing stuff, and go whoop that kraken's ass. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I'm very much looking forward to eventually coming back to that. Yeah, um, me too. That'll that'll be a lot of fun. But yeah, we're in we're in the city of Arcs now. There are so many NPCs; it's like overwhelming. Um, yeah, because in this game, like you don't know who might give you a quest. 
Um, yeah, you, know, they you def- just have to talk to everyone. <laughs> yeah, and they, they encourage that stuff, and that's that's kind of exciting to me. You know, there's no one with just a fucking mark, you know, exclamation point above their head that's like, hey, I have a quest. Um, so that's that's cool. So it's like it's overwhelming because we just need to get a lot more quests so we can level up and all this stuff. And it's just like, well, who the fuck do I talk to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I, what animals do I talk to? Right. <laughs> because yeah. sometimes animals give you quests. <laughs> yep. 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 It's uh what a game. I can't, I can't yeah. wait to play more of it. Yeah. It is truly fantastic. Uh I get before we get into Ghost of Tsushima, I want to uh shout out. I I played some more Hades. I finally cleared a run of Hades. Ooh. Using Malfon's fists punching my way through. <laughs> Uh, but the true ending is locked behind a one, the 1.0 patch, which hopefully comes later this year. So hopefully I get the true conclusion of that game this year. Mm-hmm. Because, oh God, that might be my game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Was it uh, difficult getting to the end? I found a loadout on, on this run that uh, really, really put things in my favor. Mm. And, uh, I enjoyed it. I had... So you basically have... Uh, these death saves or death defiance charges, I think they call them. So I, I had th- I had upgraded to the point where I have three of them per run. And I managed to keep all three uh, going into the final boss fight. And uh, I, I had one left over when I when I eventually won that. So, right. yeah, it was it was really good. I, did you I ever... enjoy that game a lot. <laughs> did you ever finish Dead Cells? Yes, I, I did you, I finish did. Dead Cells. Which one's more satisfying to you to finish? Um, well, I, I, I'm going to say Hades. I think mm. just mm-hmm. generally because I think Hades has a more explicit and interesting... Well, I'm more invested in the story of Hades because it puts a lot more things up front rather than gotcha. Dead Cells where you have to kind of read into things. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, so, and I, I think generally I just like the style of Hades, the, the top-down, the, the isometric style rather than the side, 2D side-scroll style. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I generally just like uh, I like Hades more as a game. Right on. That's awesome. And I also, well, I didn't clear a run, but I start, I got pretty far in my first run as the new character class in Slay the Spire, the wa- the Watcher. I think it's been released for a few months now, but I finally got back into Slay the Spire to play that. Mm-hmm. And I really like the new class. It's about stance changes. You have a calm and a wrath stance. Uh, the calm stance um, is basically just kind of like pre-charging yourself because once you exit the calm stance, you gain extra energy to use on cards that turn. And the Wrath Stance doubles damage going both ways. You do double outgoing damage and take double damage. So it's about managing that and finding, like, which rounds are going to be your burst rounds and which rounds you're going to, like, use to prepare for the next one. Okay. So I, I really like the balance of that. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, I I really like those rogue-like slash lights. Uh <laughs> Don't give a shit about the difference between those genres because it doesn't mean shit to me. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I I, I, I am uh, 
bathing in it right now. Yeah. With it with those games. Sounds sounds like you're having a good time. Yeah. Also having a good time in Ghost of Tsushima, Tyler. You've been playing that on your new TV. Colors yeah. are popping. Oh yeah. Necks are getting cut. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I I played. Uh, I only played maybe three. I'm trying to remember. Maybe three or four hours of it um, last night. And um, I I think this game's growing a lot more on me. There's still some things that we kind of talked about last week that are kind of uh, pain points a little bit, but but overall, I think I'm I'm enjoying myself more and more the more that I I play it, get new toys to play with, um, upgrade some things, and just kind of see see the map. That where where's what's your feelings on it right now? Uh, I'm really liking it a lot. Uh, I'm still in the first act. Mm-hmm. Uh, still just going around. I, f- I feel like I'm, uh, I'm overpowering myself. I'm unlocking a lot of things early on in the game here. Uh, but I, I'm really enjoying, uh, the way that combat works. I'm getting good at those perfect parries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and those, hmm, some of the ghost tools feel very rude to use. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I, like, ones are you using? Uh, I'm using... Well, I have everything except the wind chimes unlocked. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. So, yeah, I... The fucking smoke bombs, just being able to, like, toss one down and then assassinate people with it, it's like... <laughs> that just feels like such a dirty trick. Yeah. The kunai stunning people yes. giving you an opening just feels like a really dirty trick. Yeah. It does feel like <laughs> the dishonorable way to fight, as this game is trying to present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I the only ones I have right now are the kunai and the black bombs, and the kunai are just yeah they're they're pretty mean to use. They're they're, they're a lot of fun, especially um, you know if you take out one guy and the other ones run into you, just like fuck you, just throw it right in their face and go up and stab them a couple times. It's it's cool, and then uh, getting new stances two I feel like has really opened up the game a little bit for me uh, the only one I got new was the water stance but being able to switch back and forth between the two because they you know they work better on different enemies I feel like that's kind of been really fun to play with, play around with mm-hmm. yeah I've I have three of the stances I got the wind stance uh, they all I mean the animations definitely look different, but I feel like the general gameplay between those stances is pretty similar. Uh, mm. Using your heavy attacks to break them. Yeah. Um, so, th- I mean, there's not much variety there, but it looks cool. Uh, and yeah, I-, I guess generally, like, doing that rock, paper, scissors is just another another thing to keep on top of. There's a lot of things, like, you have to memorize a lot of controls if you want to quickly swap between tools and weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, uh, have you unlocked the longbow yet? Not yet, no. Oh my god. You gotta get that longbow. <laughs> Is it good? Uh, it lets you one-hit kill, uh, enemies with helmets on. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, also, you get explosive arrows. Ooh. Yeah. I just got it's... the flaming arrows. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're a lot of fun to use. Yeah, I, I, I 
generally enjoy this game a lot. Uh, I mean, it's it's not doing anything new, but it's like it is perfect for just like vegging out right before bed. Like, hey, I can go do this, this, and this, and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. It, I I like that about uh, an open world game where you can have like. You can set, like, predefined goals before you start your session and then be like, okay, I'm done now. And, right. like, there are things outside that you won't get... You don't get wrapped up in long quest lines or anything like that if if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just enjoying it the more that I play it. Um, the one thing that just gets me a little bit is just the camera sometimes, and... Uh, it didn't happen to me too much like it did the first time when I started playing it. Of just, I had the camera positioned to take out this one guy, but there's another guy, and the camera's just like fucking all over the place for me. And I just got to get used to controlling it a little bit more. I do still wish the game had a lock on. I know we disagree slightly on that, but I, I just think it's really cool how like. It's not a lock-on, but if you just, especially with the pairing, if you just time the controls right, the character mm-hmm. just does what you need to do yeah. without relying on that lock-on. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, I'm not sure if this is the case, but I feel like a lot of games like this, if there is a lock-on, you kind of get screwed if another enemy comes in from behind you because it's harder to uh, harder to manage that when you're locked onto someone. I feel like in this, it's like you can react better and just flow with combat more yeah i i can i can see that because there have been times where there has been like four or five dudes and i took them out like no problem but that that like kind of dance of the combat i could see how it could be kind of bogged down by a lock-on i just wish that sometimes i could have a lock-on i guess Mm -hmm. I, i guess for me i just wish it could be an option yeah i guess is kind of what i'm getting at but okay um, I, I, I'm, all I did really yesterday was kind of work my way south on the map because you kind of hit a point early on where almost all of the main missions are further down south in like the first mythic tale the game gives you and everything. So I just kind of am, ex- am exploring a little bit and going and find the shrines, which I, I think, you know, they're very far cry in a way of, you know, we have this kind of environmental path that we want you to figure out, uh, and then you get to the top and you get your reward. Um, but they're they're fun to explore and, and go do those. The one things that are just kind of, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this, is the fox dens. They're yeah. just kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes, sometimes when you realize like that the fox took you like the long way around when like the shrine was actually like a lot closer point to point, yeah. it's it's kind of silly. Yeah, it is. It is. So there's a couple things like that that are just kind of like uh, they feel a little bit like a waste of time in a way, but they do make it rewarding like the hot springs the haikus those are kind of those are just dumb as shit like have I you got done a good have you done a bamboo strike yet yes i did <laughs> i did those are those are fun but they are very very goofy um yeah but like the 
it just I was laughing out loud. I got in a hot spring. You know, you see Jin's ass and everything. And I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. let's go. And it was like reflect on, and it usually gives you two options. And it was like, man, I'm trying to remember the other option because it was like really serious. But the first option was favorite food. I don't know yeah. if you've gotten this yet. And so I'm like, I have to go with favorite food. And he's just like, when this is all over, I want some some pears and something else. And that was it. I'm like, I'm like this is just fucking stupid, but but I like it. Um, yeah, and, I would say generally, like even outside of that stuff, I don't think the writing in this game is particularly great. No, I I I agree with you um, for the most part. I did a lot of side missions. Some of them were were neat. Um, like I did the it was called Whisper in the Woods. I don't know if you did that one. Um, where you kind of have to explore these supposedly haunted woods and the lighting is just so fucking cool and you're just kind of going around and it's so Assassin's Creed. You're, you're, you're examining these three things that are on the ground and he's, you know, piecing together what happened and, um... The writing in that mission, I was like, this is really cool, but in the end, it just kind of worked out to be like, all right. I feel like that's kind of happened a lot uh, so far with some of the writing for me. But, you know, I'm enjoying the one side quest chain, basically, um, where you're looking for um, uh, Tamo. Kind of enjoying that one so far. But but yeah, generally it's it's all right the writing. Mm-hmm. But dude, some of these environments are just like I said, they're almost distracting. How amazing they look, and I don't think I have used photo mode more. And I'm only what five six hours into this game. It's and their photo mode is to me the best photo mode of any video game. Like it just. It works so fluidly, and it's so perfect to me. Um, but I got to the Golden Temple. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've, you had to, I guess. You seem like you're a little farther than me. That place is fucking stunning during the daytime. When, when oh, yeah. the lighting's coming down, all the trees are yellow. I'm like, this is just unbelievable. How did they make this game look this good on a PS4? Just holy moly. It's just, and yes. why would they put a black and white mode in it? I know, I know. Like, I, like, I'm curious about the black and white mode, but I'm like, dude, it takes so much life out of it in a way because of how just insane the coloring is and all these environments. It's just so stunning. This is by far the most beautiful game world to me and I say specifically game world because some of the facial animations are just not great and that can really kind of take you out of it sometimes and I'm not this is a huge game and it's a big open world game I'm not expecting like you know God of War or Naughty Dog Last of Us level facial animations because they have you know that's their objective they're doing a more just 
linear adventure. So that stuff should be really good. But man, some of these facial animations just are not the greatest. And then yesterday I was doing a mission where I was with another character and we were looking for another dude. And we finally found him and we're talking to him. And the character that I was with, her audio was totally fine. But the other guy, his audio just dropped out every single time. Like, hmm. I, his mouth was moving and everything, but no audio at all. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> this just kind of takes you out of it a little bit. But, hmm. but okay. yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it, and I want to play a lot more of it. Yeah. For sure. Hope, hopefully uh, you can finish that game uh, here pretty soon. Uh, well, not soon, but like before some things come out. We we yeah. talked before we started recording. Uh, this fall is gonna be fucking yeah bananas. Definitely, I I would like because I feel like this game, from what I heard, takes forty or fifty hours. So it's probably gonna take me a little while. So I, my but my hope is to have it done by the end of August. Mm. That's my goal. Okay. Because I also. Um, really want to hop in there and finish Final Fantasy VII Remake here soon, too, because I just feel like I'm not going to get back to that game if I haven't finished it by the fall, and I'm only five chapters away, so maybe 10 to 15 hours left, I don't know. So, I gotta gotta get back on that one, too. So... Yeah. Alright, well... I guess we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Ghost of Tsushima... At a later time, yeah. Um, but while we're still on that topic, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is the best-selling brand new IP. It's it sold 2.4 million units in three days. It is, uh, yeah, it is doing fantastically well. Yeah, a lot of caveats to that. <laughs> Yeah. In a way, like first party original IP debut, <laughs> but yeah. but still, it's you know the point is the game is just selling really well. So I was like, what the heck? Horizon sold two point six, but Horizon sold two point six in its first week, and this is yeah. two point four in three days. Yeah. Um. So, but still, I mean, that's not. That's nothing to sneeze at, and especially being a new IP um, is is awesome. I mean, that's not too far off from like God of War, which I think sold three point one in three days. Spider Man sold three point three in uh, three days, so that's that's not too too bad. Yeah, exciting. All right, Tyler. It's 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 the silly season, Tyler. <laughs> It is. It is the silly season, and um, who would have thought that the way we find out the title of the new Call of Duty game is because of Doritos? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, so there has been an image going out. There is some Doritos bag promotions cu- upcoming that seem to have uh, revealed... Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. I mean, it's been rumored that it's going to be a Cold War game, but they're just going to call it Black Ops Cold War. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks like they're going to run promotions with Doritos for double XP. <laughs> yeah. 
nothing goes together like Call of Duty, Doritos, and Mountain Dew. Yeah. So apparently this promotion begins October 5th. Um, so sounds like Call of Duty will be out probably in October, much like Modern Warfare was yeah. last year. But, dude, I was... We'll talk more about the Xbox fan at the end of the show, but I was stunned that this game was not revealed during that show. Yeah. What are it's... they waiting on? <laughs> I don't I don't get it. Especially if it's supposed to come out this year. It's just crazy that we're we're about to be in August and we still have not heard a single thing about They still this haven't decided game. they haven't decided which console they wanna go with yet because the consoles haven't announced their price and there haven't hasn't been buzz <laughs> about which console is gonna do better based on the yeah. announcements. Yeah. Uh it's yeah. all because they're playing chicken. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll see. Knowing, Spe- knowing us, it'll be announced tomorrow. Speaking of chickens and cowardly fuckers, uh, <laughs> Ubisoft management. Yeah. Um, they have... Well, let's see. Where did I put that one? All right. Assassin's Creed. You notice last couple Assassin's Creed? Uh, well, I believe what was that? Uh, was it? What was the one with uh, in in London? Syndicate. Syndicate. Yep. They they had uh, they had two characters, uh, the the Fry brother and sister, Jacob and Evie. Yep. Um, and then Aya was a was a big character for uh, for Origins. Obviously, you you played as Bayek in that one, and then in Odyssey you had uh, Cassandra, and then what Alexios? <laughs> well, it turns yes. out there's a reason that some of the things played out the way they did. Uh, people making the game wanted to have female leads in their games, um, especially like maybe less so in Syndicate, but also uh, in Origins. They wanted Aya to be the lead character, and in Odyssey, they didn't really have, like, they were planning on having Cassandra just be the lead character. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, some people on high up <laughs> decided that uh, they they needed an alpha male <laughs> to be at the center of their game. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And, and apparently... Female leads do not sell like male leads do. Which is fucking just bullshit, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Uh, especially, I believe even statistics came out about, like, Odyssey especially, a lot more people just played as Cassandra anyway. Yeah, and and to me, this this sheds light on Odyssey and um, and Syndicate specifically with those two. Like, Alexios is a horrible character, and it <laughs> makes sense that, like, they put all their writing into Cassandra, and, and because she was supposed to be the lead character, that's why she is so much better than Alexios, and no one wants to play as Alexios. It's just fucking stupid. And then, same with, with Syndicate, like, Evie is so much more interesting than Jacob, but you end up having to play Jacob more. And mm-hmm. I'm like... It's just, it's dumb. Just have 
if your vision is to have a female lead character, then fucking do it. Because female leads do sell in video games. Look at um, The Last of Us. Look at Horizon. You know, there's so many examples of games that have sold bonkers. And they have female lead characters. Like, it's just so ridiculous to me that they would 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 think this way. Um, in Tomb Raider, you know, especially, you know, to me... I know they're androids, but near Automata. <laughs> right, yeah, near Automata. And then there's also some smaller indie games that have found a lot of success. Celeste, Life is Strange, that are uh, female-led in... To me, the the thinking of only male leads sell is such an old way of thinking that needs to be completely eliminated from video games. Like, video games have evolved beyond that. And to be honest with you, I don't think the audience cares. They just want good writing and good characters. And if your vision is to have that character be a female, then just fucking do it. It's just it's just completely insane to me. Yeah, and it this is a case of executives stepping on the people who are actually creating this stuff and making decisions that they aren't really informed to make, and yet they get paid more than the people doing the work. Yeah, and it's and they're creating more work. Imagine how much like I'm not sure how late in the process it happened. Imagine how much more crunch probably happened because they decided they needed to have Alexios in Odyssey. I was just going to say that. Like, how much of that development time could have went to something else? Mm -hmm. You know, like, fucking fuck. (laughs) It's just nuts. And it kind of makes me wonder with Valhalla coming up. uh, You know, it's... It's this same character, Ivor, but you can play as male or female, and apparently you can switch at any time, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But it makes me wonder, like, you know, is the female version the, yeah, the, the version that they wanted to go with? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, and apparently I, I urge everybody to go read this whole report from Bloomberg. Just sheds a lot more light on kind of things that have already come out, but um, very, very detailed and, you know, very, uh, this also comes from a very almost like macho-seeming corporate culture that really hasn't changed at all in a long time at Ubisoft. Um, Because, you know, they have all five of the brothers that have been there forever, and a lot of the people underneath of them have been there a long time, and they're pretty much all men. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it, yeah, it... Uh, recently, it, I mean, this this is all coming at once, but, like, Ubisoft is uh, is in a place right now. <laughs> they are. They're in, in the spotlight for reasons that they don't want to be in the spotlight for, and, uh, yeah, the... I'm very curious to see what uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla looks like, especially in light of this, in light of like what studio culture has come out to look like, like what people have been saying about what it's like to work at Ubisoft, mm-hmm. and what's like, even if they try to change it, like how much this, uh, how much all this change is going to affect just 
getting the job done as well. Like, they have to manage, hey, we have to get rid of some of these uh, people who've been toxic as fuck, but also we need to find a path forward to keep working on these games because they keep fucking releasing these yearly franchises. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with that. I got I got two more thoughts on this this article because I, I, I especially think this sheds more light on back in 2014 when Ubisoft said that they couldn't have female characters in the game because it was a lot of work. And I'm like... God. That's that's just such a stupid excuse because you you just feel like they don't sell. And it's like what the fuck are you talking about? Just it's just absurd. And then I I don't know. You know, there there was a, another article that came out about all the changes that Eve Skimo is is uh trying to put in place. And great, that's awesome. And I really hope that he does make Ubisoft a better place to work and, and that this level of harassment you know, gets eliminated from Ubisoft. But at the same time, it just kind of confuses me a little bit because, like, doesn't the buck stop with him? Yeah, I mean, he's the one who's been working with these people for so long. Yes. And, like letting them do what they do and like having HR cover for them like he's the one who has enabled them to do to create this culture why should any of us expect him to be able to change that right and and like I said I really hope he he can but it's just yeah if, if you have known about some of these all these things going on you know, I just I just don't know how it can get better. Like how like, how is anyone like how, how is anyone working at Ubisoft supposed to be able to trust him at this yeah, point? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a huge trust thing, and we've seen how many times over the past couple of years where you know CEOs or you know uh, head coaches, whatever, uh, they might not have committed any of these acts but they knew about it and they get they get axed they're gone because they didn't do anything about it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's happened so many times so it just kind of i don't know confuses me a little bit i guess with with him um but who knows well i hope things get better for sure at ubisoft yeah and maybe perhaps i I really doubt it. They'll address some of this in their next event, which they have announced. Yes. Uh, there's another Ubisoft forward, forward coming in uh, in September? Yep. Yeah. No no specific date, but uh, September. What else do they... I guess beyond good and evil, what, what else? Yeah, I mean, do we see Skull and Bones? That's apparently been... Oh, yeah. Reworked. Um, there's that whole like, um, oh, I'm blanking on what it's called. Gods and monsters. Yeah, gods and monsters. I, I can see us seeing that. And to be honest with you, I could see them still talking about Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, Watch Dogs, or Hyperscape, still because none of those games will be out 
I can see maybe they'll announce a hyperscape console uh, when that console release will happen. Yeah, I could I could see that. We'll see. I I don't I don't know. My my expectations I guess are Rayman a a little low. Yeah, oh, I would fucking love Rayman. I don't, I don't see it happening, but I would love that. Mm. I'm Give a little me... fucking tired of all these conferences, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, like <laughs> you already had one of these. You had a chance. Like no one gave you a time limit on on the thing yeah. you did earlier. Mm-hmm. I guess stuff just wasn't ready. But yeah, yeah. and I I know that you know. The whole coronavirus situation has probably fucked everything up for a lot of these companies, and, and things just aren't ready to go when they probably maybe should have been. Um, I get that, but at the same time, you know, everybody was always complaining about E3. Oh, we don't want everything in one week. It's too much. Now mm. this is just too much to me. I yeah. I don't like it this way. I'd rather have it at E3. And, and I guess it doesn't have to be E3, technically. But just yeah. having it all in, like, a week's span is just so much better. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll come back with news on that in a few months here. Uh, but before that, well, I, I think before that, we've, we've, got, we've got a few things coming. Um, first of which is Rocket League coming free-to-play this summer. Uh, not sure exactly when they said that would happen. No, I don't think They just said this it. summer. Right. But it's it's free-to-play, and if you already own Rocket League, and if you got it on PlayStation Plus, I believe this also applies to you, you will get some... Uh, you'll get some things <laughs> for having Rocket League. Um before it's gone free-to-play, uh, there's going to be... All right, I'll just list out the bullet points here. You'll get all the Rocket League-branded DLC. I'm going to assume that does not include the Batman stuff or any of the other licensed stuff. <laughs> um, there's an established 20XX title. Uh, some 200-plus common items upgraded to Legacy quality, a Golden Cosmos boost, Dyke... Dicey, di- Dicey, <laughs> Oro wheels. That's Dicey. Maybe is, it, is this supposed to be Italian? I don't Maybe. know. <laughs> uh, a Huntress player banner, and that that seems about it. You get you get some you get some stuff to make your car look nice uh, for having owned it before it's gone free to play. Um, I I forgot, man. Epic does own Psionics now. Yeah, they do. Man, that's a thing. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't had a Fortnite Rocket League thing. Yeah, that is that is kind of surprising. How has there not been a crossover there? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, to me, this makes sense because Rocket League's five years in and... You know, this is just a way to always get people in the door. Not that the game is not being played at all. It's still very popular, but I don't know. This makes sense to me. When they have the Rocket Pass, that's that's their way of monetizing moving forward. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that's 
Yeah. A lot more people playing Rocket League. It's already cross-play across the board. So, yeah. That's that's probably a good move for them. Uh, Tyler. Man. Do you remember G4? Yes. Very much. It, it's, it's coming back. Yeah. It's, it's coming back. And... You know, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. You know, thinking, thinking on it, a lot of the old G four stuff does not age very well. No, <laughs> it's. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what this is going to be. It's. Yeah, it's just really weird. G four TV and X play coming next year. That's that's just this is weird. This is strange. It's like, what are they going to do that isn't already being done? Other than maybe put it on TV, but maybe not even doing that. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the world gains from having G four TV back. I'm not fully sure either, because you know. Games media and, and coverage and just consuming video game content is so different now compared to when G4 was in its heyday with video games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Twitch wasn't a thing then. Gaming content on YouTube wasn't as big as, as it and is. And video games are a lot different than they were they back are. then, too. They are. Like, so, there, there's, like, long-running stuff now that you have to keep on top of. There's, there's just so much now that, like, I'm not sure what G4 does for an audience. Yeah. I, I'm very curious what they're going to do. And, you know, I, yeah, I, I used to love watching G4. I watched it all the time, watching X-Play was was always fun they had a lot of really stupid shit on that show that they did like really dumb shit um but it was it was entertaining and uh you know i really liked attack of the show uh, as well that one that was one of my favorites um Mm -hmm. i just yeah i just i'm curious what it's going to be they haven't announced like yeah is it going to be on tv is it going to be on youtube is it streaming service that they're going to I, I who who knows but and I, I I remember them shutting down G4 because they wanted to move on what did it turn into Esquire I think I don't even remember like, like I I think yeah I, I stopped crazy. watching before it shut down but like, yeah me too was, me too yeah but apparently I, I remember one of the things that was on G4 TV that I want to be brought back to just television Robot Wars. Oh, dude, I watch that all the time. Yes. Give me some more Robot Wars. I know you can. There's some online streaming stuff that it's still happening. The Robot Wars are still on. Um, but yeah, I just want to. I want to watch more of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robot Wars was really cool. Um, this I didn't see this tweet from Rod Breslau on Twitter at Slasher. Uh. G4 TV is making a comeback from Comcast, who will still own the property. Uh, led by Spectate, Spectacore gaming president Tucker Roberts, 
who oversees Comcast Esports Organization C1, T1, League of Legends, and Philadelphia Fusion Overwatch League team. Tucker is also the son of Comcast CEO Brian Roberts. So, did not know that Comcast owned G4. I didn't even know Comcast owned some of these esports teams. That's a little yeah. gross. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't like Comcast. Make, makes you think what this G4 is going to be. Is, it, is this going to be your esports channel? Which, sure, I'm sure there's going to be an audience for that, but is yeah. there a TV audience for that? Right. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, I especially mean, being on TV. I mean, you got to have programming, like a lot of programming. Mm-hmm. We'll do behind-the-scenes reality TV shows with these esports teams. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I guess we'll see what this ends up being next year, but... I. I'm not too excited for it. I'm morbidly curious at best. Yeah. All right. Uh, Before we get into uh, the Xbox event, just a little little public service announcement for all you PlayStation Plus members out there. Uh, Some of y'all are getting $10. Uh... It's not sure, it's not very clear who is getting the $10, but PlayStation Plus members might be getting $10. Just check your inboxes, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, which, with sales going on pretty often now, you could probably get something pretty nice for $10. Yeah, and they do have their a big summer sale going right now. There's a lot of games on sale. So, yeah, $10 off, why not? All right. Well, this might be blasphemy, but we're going to talk a little bit about the Xbox event. Because there are some games in here that uh, we should probably uh, talk about. Yeah. Uh, Xbox having their game showcase. It's all about the video games, Tyler. They just showed a bunch of video games. Yes. Uh, some of these video games looked really nice. I really liked how shiny those cars were in Forza. Oh, yeah. They looked really fucking good. Uh, I like the Master Chief. The Master Chief looks really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I guess before we talk about some of the other ones, we got to start with Halo Infinite that they opened the show with. And I guess the cool thing right now on the internet is to hate Halo and hate this game uh so you uh enjoyed what you saw yeah it looks like a halo game yes and uh i want that yes that is Uh, i don't know what people were expecting halo has never like really for me been about graphics halo always had a style to me and this seems to carry through that style yes i agree I agree, and that is, like, my exact thoughts. I'm like, it looks like a Halo game. I fucking love Halo, and so I'm probably going to like this game. And what they showed with, um, you know, it being open world, I do have concerns about that, but still... I mean, I don't think it's going to necessarily be open world. I think there's going to be some more open level design. Yeah, right. Uh, But I, I don't expect this to really go open world. Yeah, 
I just hope it's it doesn't because to me a big part of Halo is the story, and I hope just having more openness doesn't uh, detract from the story at all. Mm. Who knows? Um, but still, like just being able to drive a fucking warthog around these open environments, I'm like, let's go. That's fun enough. And I, I agree. I don't know what people were totally expecting. It's a Halo game. Like, it's not going to go third person or be something totally different. It's going to be a first person shooter. And, um, I mean, some of the new weapons seemed really cool. The fucking grappling hook seems amazing. Uh, and could add some really cool gameplay elements to, to the game. Um, but... Yeah, apparently people are very upset about the graphics with this game. And to me, I think it... Could it look better? Sure. I thought uh, them ending showing the leader of the Banished, the brute dude... Yeah. I thought that was not probably a good decision. Because those textures in his face did not look great. And I'm like... People are going to be upset about this and rip this apart. But Tyler, and, did, did, didn't you see? They had to do that because the brute, the way he was set up there with those knives crossed his chest around, like, by his neck, he was the legendary symbol. <laughs> did you yeah. did you not see that? I didn't see that right away, but now that you're saying it, I, I can see it. It's <laughs> It was really goofy, and I love that they did that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah, but to me, like, it... I, I think it looks totally fucking fine in I don't I don't know it, also it's with Halo it's about playing it too like I bet that game running at 60 frames is going to be fucking great uh, because Halo's always felt great and, and the fact that they'll be able to get 60 like let's go that'll be awesome um it's just everybody let's just calm down like this game's still what four or five six months away Mm -hmm. whenever console launch like they have time to improve the graphics of this game because they hear you loud and clear and i I wouldn't shock me if they did but yeah just not sure what people were overly expecting um they want more particle effects they want the trees to look better yeah but but at the same time, like, think back to Halo Combat Evolved specifically, and there's moments in 2 and 3 where this is a thing, too. But the beauty of some of those levels in those games was complete, like, desolation. Mm-hmm. You're just on this completely foreign place, and it's just these, like, wide-open spaces uh, where they're isn't a lot of stuff to see. This game's not going to be fucking Ghost of Tsushima. Like, I don't know what people are expecting with that stuff. Like, the feeling of desolation and all that stuff, that is Halo. And I feel like that's probably going to happen with this game. I just, I don't I don't get it. I mean, for me, personally, it's not ODST 2. So, that, that's no. what it's <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but even with that game, like, even just exploring that city, like, there were moments of just kind of emptiness. And it, yeah. and that music was great, and, and it 
still felt totally fine and and so that's just that's just halo to me and i hope they can pull it off yeah i'm excited I, for it regardless i'm down the down the play it yeah uh we also got state of decay 3 tyler did you play state of decay 2 at all i did not uh i did didn't really i don't think i dig state of decay in general as just a series of games yeah. it's not my type of game that i i think i enjoy i always want state of decay to be something other than what it is but yeah i probably won't play that plus yep. the second one had a lot of technical issues when it launched mm-hmm. so hopefully this one doesn't yeah it's still a ways out uh they didn't announce any sort of date with that mm-hmm. i don't uh, also, Forza Motorsport is a ways out, so much so that it's only coming well, console-wise to the Series X. It is not going to be an Xbox One game. This, you know, everything looked great, but kind of shocked me. I really can't... I really thought that they would have this game ready to go at launch, and uh, it sounds like this game's probably a ways away. Like 2022, maybe? Probably. I mean, they literally said the words early in development. So. But it does look really good. Like, those graphics look fucking awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Especially, like, the the footage they have from, like, in the the little garage shop area with the reflective floors. Oh, yeah. That game's going to look beautiful. Uh, we also got to look at the new Rare game, Everwild. This game looks strange. It does. But Rare, Rare makes strange games. <laughs> so yes. I, and I don't know if they even know really what this game is. Uh, I mean, there's an interview that came out where they're, this game sounds very early in development still, too. Um, yes. They basically said that they're playing around with a lot of different gameplay ideas and they're not fully sure yet. So, kind of a, a problem with that we can speak more on later, but yeah, it does look strange. Looks very pretty though. Yeah, I I, uh, I want to know more about that one creature that just like threw up a bunch of fish <laughs> in the trailer. <laughs> oh man, yeah. All right. Uh, we also have a trailer for Tell Me Why the Don't Nod game. Um, it's coming August 27th. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be three chapters long. Uh, Look, yeah. It's, I think th- I am very interested in this game and how they, uh, how they handle what, what they're playing with here. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it seems at least according to, uh, some of the people that I listen to on these issues, Seems like they're exploring some uh, trans trauma, which can be a very touchy subject, especially, like, I, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to handle it, but it's like, they're they're stepping in some waters here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious. I, I generally like Don't Nod stuff. I, I liked Life is Strange before the storm, and uh, Life is Strange 2. Like I, I, I think I've generally thought they've they've hit with a lot of their social commentary. I just hope they don't fuck it up here. Right. Completely agree. Uh 
There's going to be a Series X update for Ori and the Will of the Wisps. 120 frames. Yeah, baby. Those, <laughs> it's gonna, those animations are going to be even smoother. Yeah. And then, I guess for everyone here, we're going to get some DLC for The Outer Worlds. I, You know, I forgot. Microsoft bought Obsidian, didn't they? They did, yes. Fucking shit, I forgot. I forgot that. Was that this year? Uh, last year. Okay. Time yeah. is just... I don't know. Yeah. But uh, there's going to be uh, some substantial DLC uh, and expansion for the Outer Worlds. Uh, you're going to explore a new location with quests, new yep. weapons that looks kind of rad, but, like, just remembering the Outer Worlds, the weapon progression system was pretty flat, like... Yeah, it was. I I don't know about that. Uh, it looked like they'd have some cool, unique weapons in that. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, uh, September 9th Yep. This launches Peril of Gorgon, Peril on Gorgon, and they said they're doing another one. So. Yeah. I can be down for this. I like the Outer Worlds a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got the mini Fortnite game Grounded <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you play as tiny people fighting bugs and building stuff yep still know, from Obsidian I'm like okay this is yeah. uh, interesting they're just doing something different cre- creatively I don't know it's something I I'm not gonna play this game yeah uh you might play Avowed, though. Mm-hmm. It is a first-person RPG set in the world of Pillars of Eternity. Uh, is this Obsidian doing in Elder Scrolls? It seems like it. With what they teased at the end of that trailer. Seems like it's going to be a very, very much an Elder Scrolls experience. I'm down. Oh, yeah. I, I think this was probably the biggest announcement of the show. Uh, and, like, this is exactly why Microsoft bought Obsidian. Like, this is going to be a huge exclusive for them. Yeah. And to have a Skyrim-like experience from Obsidian, who is great at writing in role-playing games and just creating cool worlds, why not? I think it's smart setting it into Pillars universe as well that you know it's kind of want to go play those games so it's it's kind of what uh bethesda did to fallout where they where fallout was a crpg franchise like pillars of eternity is and they turned it into a first person rpg except obsidian is doing it with an ip they already owned and they didn't like they built this world themselves rather than trying to uh insert their style of game into this world right so yeah, I'm I'm curious what they do with that. Oh man. And then uh just keep keeping on this there's just so many games in this in this thing, man. So <laughs> many fucking games. I kind of forgot this thing happened. Uh former developers from Quantic Quantic Dream are making a game called As Dusk Falls. Uh it looks like that style of game except not with uh not with a shithead at the top of it. Yeah, yeah. it had a really interesting art style to it. Um, 
I like the setting as well in the American Southwest. That's cool. Can be down if this is good. I really doubt they'll make the same mistake about <laughs> that fucking. I'm still. I'm just remembering what they did with Detroit Become Human. Just the whole parallels with like the civil rights movement <laughs> and how they completely yeah. like. Oh my god, that mm-hmm. whole thing was a mess. Yeah, I hope it, this it, game is like more conscious of what it is than that. Yeah, definitely. Brand new team, Interior Night. It's a new studio, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, did you know Hellblade Two will be in Iceland? It, this was fucking stupid. <laughs> it really was. Like it. Seriously, do not put Hellblade Two in this show if you have nothing to show. And they literally show nothing. But so they're going to do a little documentary series about their development process and going to Iceland. <laughs> okay, that's awesome, but that's a that's a fucking blog post. Just yeah. don't show this anything. I mean, you that you're just setting yourself up for disappointment with with something like that. Because when, when they came on, I'm like, all right, we're going to see Hellblade. Here we go. And then, yeah. nope. It's not. It wasn't what we wanted. It's not anything that, it's not something anyone really needed. Yeah. Uh, but it was there, I guess. Uh, also there, Psychonauts 2. Uh, I think you put a similar a thing relating to the Psychonauts 2 being uh, delayed. Yes. So it's delayed until... 2021 the game is still coming to playstation 4 even though um microsoft, microsoft bought double bought fine they did they, microsoft did a lot of buying last year didn't they they did they did they might do more this year who knows um but yeah so, i mean this game looked cool jack black is doing a theme song uh i'm, I'm down for that and uh yeah I, I liked the first one i never finished it but i liked the first one um, back in the day on PS2, and this game's just been in development for such a long time. I mean, I think they announced it at like the Game Awards in 2015 or something like that, and now it's going to be pushed to 2021. But apparently, there's an interview that came out recently where, where Tim Schafer talked about what it's like to be purchased by Microsoft, and he basically said like financial stability, and now we can do exactly what we want with our games and so i imagine that's probably a, a reason for another delay here is maybe they they can maybe they had to cut a bunch of stuff uh until microsoft bought them and now they can go back in and add all that stuff back in that they might have wanted to do yeah so yeah plus uh, this game would get fucking buried if it came out this year so, oh yeah Smart move going to 2021. Uh, Destiny 2 Beyond Light is coming to Xbox Series X, also to Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, also, everything here coming to Game Pass, which yeah. was like the thing about their show that made this so fucking exciting is that, hey, there are all these fucking games. If you're on the service, go play these games. Yeah. Um,. Every yeah. Destiny 2 expansion is going to be included in this on Game Pass. Um, I, I imagine Beyond Light will not be, but 
No, it is. Oh, yeah. it is? Yeah, the standard edition of Beyond Light will be included wow. with Game Pass for no extra cost. Oh, holy moly. I didn't think that. I just thought it was every expansion up until Beyond Light. Holy crap. Okay, that's a big deal. Bungie and Microsoft, you know? Yeah. It's, it's been a, a little bit. It has. But, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty big, big move there. What what if this year ended in Microsoft buying Bungie back? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, with their relationship with Activision, it wouldn't shock me. <laughs> and I also, you know, I just feel like with Phil at the head, you know, they wanted to leave uh, Xbox because they didn't want to make Halo forever. And that's mm-hmm. what Microsoft wanted out of them. I, I would imagine that if that ever happened again, they would let Bungie do their thing. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're just going to make Destiny forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. We also got a trailer for Stalker 2, which is a thing that, man, it's been a while since Stalker. Like, how has Stalker 2 not been out by now? I know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Stalker is a pretty, pretty old series, and yeah, I, this could be cool. Yeah. Uh, we also got Warhammer 40k Darktide, which is basically going to be, okay, so there's Warhammer, you know, you know Warhammer, and Warhammer 40k, there's two different things. This is going to be, like, the, their Vermintide, which is, like, which is, like, Vermintide is Left 4 Dead, so this is 40, Warhammer 40k is a Left 4 Dead game. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Okay. Could be cool. Uh, this was bizarre. Tetris Effect is getting an update coming first to Series X. Yeah. Uh, Tetris Effect Connected, which is going to introduce some multiplayer modes, co-op and competitive. Uh, yeah. I just thought that was really strange, considering that I believe Tetris Effect was a timed exclusive for PlayStation. Yeah. 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 I really mean, weird. eventually, PlayStation will get these updates, but yeah, yeah I thought that was kind of next weird summer too. they will. Yeah. Uh, and then the best game title <laughs> from the makers of the Steam World games, the Gunk. Yeah. Uh, Why not? It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. You know what? I like those Steam World games. I'll play the gunk. Yeah, that that's my exact thought. That 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 team makes some really cool stuff, and this could be cool. And all they always seem to create like they never make two games back to back in the same genre. So yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. I I wonder what ideas they have for this. Um, and then Tyler, I I don't know about you, but I thought this next game was going to be Silent Hill. <laughs> but it wasn't. Uh, we get a different horror game called The Medium. Mm-hmm. It's coming out this holiday season. And I guess the gimmick with this is that you basically switch between two realities on the fly. Yeah. And, and those two are rendered at the same exact time. Yeah. Too, so. I. This game looked very interesting to me. I. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I, uh, I hope this is good. 
I really it looked do. pretty. It was pretty fucking creepy, man. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, and it, it looked like it looked to me like it was bang on going for some Silent Hill stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then, man, some games that I don't know if they're actually even popular in the in the in the West in the states. There's Fantasy Star Online 2 Genesis, New Genesis, coming next year. That, yeah, sure. Fantasy Star Online 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure how popular PSO2 is over here, but... Yeah. And then I Cross... I guess if, for a global audience, these are big, big deals. Yep. And then Crossfire X... The yeah. single-player campaign being developed, being developed by, by Remedy. Remedy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and with a slow version of X going to give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why would you do that to DMX? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They probably handed him a wad of cash to do this. Yeah. But it was so unnecessary. Definitely. I am. I don't know. Game looks good though. Yeah, it looks like it could be really cool. Uh, Remedy makes good games for sure. I have no doubt that Crossfire X will be cool. I could be down for it. Yeah, and then the thing that had people's heads flying off here we got Fable, being made yeah. by uh, Playground Games, makers of Forza Horizon. Yeah. Fable. So and good. And and they did it they did a Shrek. <laughs> yeah. That was it was a neat trailer. I think it's funny. I, I generally think this the humor of Fable while <laughs> some would argue it's bad, I think it's so bad that it's good. Yeah, definitely. It's it's really goofy. I uh <laughs> I played the original Fable on the original Xbox and just didn't understand it. <laughs> okay. I was just fucking stupid and didn't get it. So then Fable 2 came out and I understood video games way better, especially games of that type. Fucking loved Fable 2. That game was so good. And uh, just couldn't get into Fable 3. But I am so down for a new Fable game. And I feel like that's this is... You know, that's a big franchise for Xbox. And to have another exclusive RPG, I think that'll be a big deal. And Playground makes really good games. So I, I have a really good faith in this. Um, and Playground, I mean, they, they opened a brand new studio just to make this game. So I imagine they're still going to be making Forza Horizon. Yeah. Um, which I can't wait for what that'll look like. Yeah, I imagine five, there's going to be something significant, uh, like they're going to bring Forza Horizon 4 forward, of course, but I imagine they're going to do something to that game for Series yeah. X. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I like the trailer. I think this is a big announcement, but at the same time, this was rumored for so long and everybody knew this was happening that it kind of was like a, a little bit of like a wet fart mm -hmm. <laughs> at the end. It was like... Okay, cool. You you literally probably could have just tweeted out the logo for this a while ago. But 
But still, here's my, like, don't get me wrong. There are some really cool games here. A lot of really cool games. Um, there's a couple things. One, I am a little worried about what 2021 for an Xbox Series X looks like. Because so many of these games seem so far away. Mm-hmm. Like 2022 at the earliest, like Forza Motorsport, Everwild, maybe State of Decay 3, um, Avowed, um, and Fable. Like, if you're talking just those exclusives, like, they seem very early in development still. That I just, like, yeah, it might take a little while for, for the Series X to get going. But at the same time, like I said, there are so many cool games here. But they almost unsold me on a Series X. And made me go like, yeah, I'm definitely going to get a PlayStation 5 first. And I only say that because Xbox to me is turning into Game Pass. Game Pass is an insane deal and service. It's turning into Game Pass rather than a console that I purchase anymore. And I love Xbox, but, you know, all these games are going to be playable on PC. Yeah, I'm going to play my Xbox on PC. (laughs) Yeah, and and I get, I totally get that there are people that do not have a good PC. So they they are going to want to get a Series X, and that's great. Go for it. But I feel like if you have a decent PC, like, I don't know. I just feel like the, the choice of what console to get is kind of easy. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion, of course. But, yeah. I mean, I'm down to just play so many of these games, though. Yeah. Uh, be cool. I think this was a pretty strong showing for Xbox. I think yeah, absolutely. It's, it's totally sells a lot of people on Game Pass. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you... I don't think Microsoft gives a fuck if they sold you on a Series X or not. Like, they just want you in their ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Whether that's on PC, Xbox One, eventually xCloud, or the Series X, they don't really care. They, they just want you in their ecosystem playing games on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. That's, like, almost all that they give a shit about anymore. And it's a different strategy, and it's a new strategy. It's something that... We're not used to in video games, um, but I don't think it's a bad strategy at all. Because um, I'm going to pay for Game Pass and play a lot of these games. That's what they want. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought I thought it was a good showing. And the one thing I will say for Xbox that, um, what there was a lot of games that got me excited that. PlayStation has, and I, I love their exclusives. Don't get me wrong, but some of their exclusives, Sony's exclusives, are becoming a little like homogenized. Like, yeah, Ghost yeah. of Tsushima isn't that different from Horizon, which isn't that different from Days Gone. When you really boil down what it is, yeah, the worlds are different, the story's different, the characters are different. There's some different gameplay elements, but they are third person, open world, check the box games. Those we, are great. We, 
we need to bring back Killzone. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I'm fucking jacked for Miles Morales and Horizon 2 and Ratchet and Clank. Those games are going to be great. But at the same time, I feel like Sony's got to diversify themselves a little bit, and I think they probably want to do it through second or third-party relationships. But, you know, Microsoft's got a little bit more diversity with their first party lineup mm-hmm. and you got to give them credit for that yeah but dude I, just don't tease Hellblade if you're not going to show it yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, god it just pissed me off that pisses me off more than everybody that's fucking pissed off about Halo's graphics yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah uh, I guess the only thing now is when does someone fucking announce a price and release date for their fucking console it's got to be in August, right? I mean, one of these guys has to go, and I feel like you can't... I feel like they just can't go beyond August. I mean, it takes so much time to... I mean, they're manufacturing these consoles now, but it takes... Like, logistics have been completely fucked up uh, because of coronavirus. So, I feel like they just... There's so much more planning that they're going to have to do. It has to be August. Yeah. It... Man. It's just so late already. Like, we yeah. should already know. We yeah, should definitely. know by now. Yeah. But it's... God. Sony said that they won't kind of just spring pre-orders on people, which is good. Um, and there's rumors of them having an August state of play. Mm. Uh, I could imagine them announcing, you know, having that state of play and then saying pre-orders are either live then or going live this weekend or whatever I don't fucking know in yeah. um, Microsoft you know they said they're doing stuff every month too you know the big rumor for them is that in August they're going to reveal Lockhart I imagine that's when they would reveal the price too so August will be a really interesting month for sure and then I just you know just throwing them in here too what the fuck's going on with Nintendo this year yeah, I know like coronavirus having... fucked up things, and I'm not trying to be that that guy of like, where's my video games? But man, they haven't announced shit. Nothing yeah. crazy. It's, yeah, it's it, we we live in unprecedented times, Tyler. Didn't you know that? <laughs> haven't we you did. heard? <laughs> I I haven't heard. I haven't heard. What's going on? I don't know. Uh Oh, nothing. Just a little worldwide pandemic and uh, some ec- economic collapse happening. Uh, hey, that doesn't sound like that big of a deal. That's nah. everybody upset about. Nah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we we have to wait even longer for the news. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I guess we'll we'll wait along here with all of y'all out there. Um, if you have questions. Hopefully questions that we can answer, because we don't know when these consoles are coming out. We would we guess. We will know when you know. I mean, hey, Tyler, you want to guess when these consoles come out? November 17th is when I feel... Um, I feel like PlayStation's going to launch on the 17th. I think they're going to launch on Friday the 13th. Mm, okay. I will. Uh, I'll make you a uh, an Eastern Palace bet on that. 
Okay, an Eastern Palace bet. <laughs> Hopefully they're still in business by the time this bet goes through. Yeah, well, they are. Every time I've we've gotten food, there's a they have like a little drive-through because that restaurant used to be a Wendy's. Yeah. Um so They're using but, that now? Uh yeah, like if you go to pick up your food, and you can order food there too, but then yeah. they'll just tell you to park and they bring it out to you, but um yeah, if you go, if you like, call in and go pick up your food, though they have you go through the drive-through. <laughs> awesome. So, I might have to yeah. make a little diversion to go over there sometime. Uh, yeah. But Tyler, I th- I think this is going to have to be the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, because we have to we have to claim our divinity. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Yep. All right. So we're going to leave it at that. Uh, if you need to get in contact with us, ask us questions, whatever you need, you can email us at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at PSReportPodcast. Give us ratings, reviews, and share us with your friends. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. Until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and finish this fight.